Hi, and welcome to another episode of Record Talk Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we feature Tyler Corwell. He's a local musician, and he'll be studying in the music program at WVU in the fall. Tyler performs locally, and you can find his music on his Facebook and Instagram pages, which we will link on our website. This is a great interview, and we're going to have Tyler back several more times, especially as he starts his studies at WVU. And uh, be sure to catch him live when he is in town. Um, or maybe if you want to go to Morgantown, you can maybe catch him playing um, there. We wish him luck in finding a band this fall, and uh, it was a great interview. So without further ado, here's Tyler Corwell. All right, Tyler, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you're a local musician. Yeah. And uh, you play all over the place. Yeah, I've gone to uh, I've gone to Uncle Jack's a couple times. I'm trying to get in Clatter right now, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard anything back. But I played there uh, last January. Yeah, pre-pandemic. A, yeah, 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 before it. And I got a pretty big crowd, and they said they wanted me to come back, so I'm just kind of waiting for it. Waiting to come back. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we should start from the very beginning. Uh, where were you born? I was born right here. Right here, yep. Western Maryland. Yep. Nice. Um, and when did you notice that you had an affinity towards music? I'd say around whenever I was five. Okay. My grandma would always take me places, like go to the store and all that kind of stuff, and she'd have, oh, I forget which Kenny Chesney album it is, but it was oh, one okay. of his like... Where like he blew up, uh-huh. and we'd always sit and listen to it, and I'd sing along. That's where like I kind of found a love for it, uh-huh. and then it kind of progressed through a couple of years. And my mom actually got me like a little plastic guitar, and I'd walk around and I'd bang on it, you know, <laughs> not making much actual sound with it. Sure. And she's like, "Do you actually want to get lessons?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe." And she's like, "Well, I know a guy uh, who can teach you." And uh, she got me the lessons and it was, uh, I don't know if you heard of Jody Moser. Oh, I know Jody Moser. Yeah. yeah. He taught me for... Um... He's been on the podcast. Oh, he has? Yeah. Oh, I was trying to look and see if he was. I don't know if he was. Yeah, he's yeah he's been on an episode. I, you would love it probably. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll have to give that a listen. Yeah. But um, he taught me for uh, eight, nine years, I'd mm-hmm. say. And then I stopped doing the lessons around my senior year. Okay. And decided that I wanted to start, go out and start playing, start writing. And I actually wrote, my first song was for my senior project. Okay. And I wrote it the night that it was due. Is that how you work? Is that, that, yeah, that's yeah, how that's, I work. Because I was going to ask the question. I know you write your own songs, so I, I wanted to know what your process was. Some people, they're, they're very meticulous about it. Sometimes they wake up in the middle of the night, idea mm-hmm. strikes. Um, but you, you I like to have a time crunch, it seems like. Yeah, I work better under pressure. Do you? Okay. Well, that's I do. good. At least you know that. No, my parents aren't going to like this answer, but I usually <laughs> I usually wait to do my work to the last second because that's when I do my best work. Okay, well, if that's that's your process, then yeah. So then you just say you shouldn't have to apologize yeah. for that. Or I just kind of I'm sitting in like the shower, like in my bed, and I'm just humming a tune, and then I just start saying words that go along with it. I'm like, that sounds pretty good. Why don't I write that down? And then it just kind of snowballs from there. Yeah, I think that that's something that um, you can't learn. I think that you yeah. have to have that, and mm-hmm. that's a very special skill set. So when somebody is able to write music. Or, or write lyrics to songs or compose something to me that is just some sort of extra special talent that you're just born with I feel oh yeah and it's definitely a hard one to learn yeah because there's I have like I'd say like 50 notes in my phone that are just like drafts 
of stuff that either I don't like or stuff I want to work on. Okay. And then I have maybe like, I probably have like seven to eight like actual songs that I play. Yeah. But I have like 50 in the back that are like. That are like works in progress. Yeah. Works in progress. Stuff I'm trying to change or just stuff I'm working on. Well, and also I think if you ever look back at a song when you wrote it and you were like, man, it just kind of, you wish you could change something or yeah. I do. There's a couple, there's one or two that I would go back and change, Mm -hmm. but mostly the stuff that I perform, I really like and I think it's good enough to be out there. Sure. So you mentioned before we, we uh, turned the mics on that you have been in, in a studio and you've recorded some songs. And mm-hmm. stuff. So you have that kind of experience. Yeah, it's a very fun experience. Yeah, that's good. Um, so do you want to be a performer or do you want to be behind the scenes? Like what is your aspirational goals for this? I know you're going to WVU mm-hmm. in the fall to start studying music. So Yeah, I guess my goal is, I guess everybody else's is to make it, you know, sure. be in Nashville, sell out arenas have your name up in lights. Okay. But that's like a financial thing. But like personally, I just like enjoy making music. Even sure. if I don't make it to Nashville mm-hmm. and make it to where I want to be, as long as I'm writing and I'm playing and I'm having fun with it, I'm still going to enjoy it. I think that that's really good advice. And I think that's a very realistic um, aspirational thing is to just be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's enough, right? And all if right. any of all the other stuff happens, uh, so be it. But yeah. if not, then you're still... Yeah, as long as I'm still playing and enjoying it, I'm still yeah. going to do it. That's great. So is there anybody else in your family that's musical? Uh, my grandma kind of was. Mm-hmm. She's kind of had the same goal as me, wanted to be a singer. Okay. Um, I think my aunt played in the band a little bit in mm-hmm. high school, but everybody else is sports. Everybody else is sports yeah, driven, I'm right. Like the only, I'm the only music one like everyone else in my family has gone to play sports like, like my, baseball yeah, yeah yeah my dad went to go play baseball at fairmont my brother's playing baseball at a uh, ovu mm-hmm. now and i'm just the only one not doing sports <laughs> but that's okay yeah your sport is music yeah that's yeah. basically my sport yeah so i mean what are some musicians i know you mentioned kenny chesney but like who are some of your asper like who do you aspire to maybe work with one day or like Ooh, who do you who do you like as far as music I would say my number one would be Luke Combs. Okay. I've, ever since like he came out, I fell in love with him. Okay. I love his music. It's what so about just, it? I don't know. It's just so, it's just like the tone. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched a video on this. The guy was talking like, if he's playing like, like a good song is um, When It Rains It Pours. Okay. He's talking about a breakup. Okay. He's talking about losing his girlfriend because he was acting stupid. Okay. But he twists it into like a fun like party song. Okay. And that's what I like about it. So he took like what what could be te- technically like a heartbreak song yeah. and made it into a little bit more palatable mm-hmm. experience for the listener rather than it being like a depressing song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's, cool. that's what I like, how we can like kind of twist it. A yeah. Little twist it a little yeah. bit. That's cool. So who do you want to, who do you want to work with? Just Luke Combs? I would like to work with Old Dominion too. Okay. I like their songs are just kind of upbeat and just fun to listen to. Kenny Chesney would be like an all time for me. Like that sure, would be, that'd be like, like a childhood dream. Yeah, that's a childhood dream. Nice. Um, who else? I mean, do you have influences like when you listen to music and you're saying like, okay, besides the people that you mentioned, like, um, do you like country Western or like, what are your genres that you really are, are um, into? I'd say kind of just like the current, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Contemporary. Yeah contemporary country mm-hmm. okay. just kind of what's out there yeah because i listen to like 
my playlist is like Luke Combs, Kenny Chesney. Then you got like Toby Keith and like mm-hmm. Cody Johnson, like the old like Western guys. Then yeah. you got Old Dominion with like the kind of just upbeat, not talking about like hunting and fishing, like that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> like not like not super spe- country specific yeah, activities. They just write yeah. music. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I mean, I have a tendency to. I I'm not I don't know anything about contemporary country, but I do know a lot about classic country like Patsy Cline mm-hmm. and like even Willie Nelson and stuff like that. So do you do you delve into any of those genres like older country genres? That's actually uh, a, one of my songs is actually a cover of a David Allen Coe song. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's uh, called "I Love You and I Hate You." Mm-hmm. Um, it's it wasn't a release song. It was just kind of it was just him and his guitar, and he played it. And my dad showed me the song and I was like, I think I could turn this into something. And I rearranged some things and made it kind of like my style. Yeah. That's really cool that you can do that. Yeah. Um, and I know that you uh, are a prolific writer. I mean, you, your mother tells me all the time you write beautiful things for her. Oh, um, yeah. But I mean, is that something that you've always done or is that something that you had maybe a teacher or somebody in your family go, you know, you're really good at this. Maybe you should take some extra time to foster this. I mean, I just kind of did it, yeah. And it was just so it's I enjoyed natural. doing it, yeah. Like yeah. I wasn't really think like when I write, I don't think about it. It just kind of comes to me, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if that's a good thing or not. I, I mean, I think that that's kind of the pure nature of it, right? Like, yeah. I guess if you had to work really hard at it, you might mm-hmm. walk away from it. Yeah, because I don't want it to be. I I don't want to use the word job, but I don't want it to be like that nine to five thing where people right. are like, all right, I got to get up, go to work, and like just have to do this to get to something yeah. else, yeah. That's like, I've never been like that. I hate, I hate doing stuff like that. Sure. So you start, um, in Morgantown in the fall. Are you excited about it? Oh yeah. Cause I mean, there's so lots of good venues and there's, still, oh yeah. Morgantown's pretty, it has a pretty good music scene. Yeah. I'm trying to get, um, to a place in Cheat Lake. Mm-hmm. I forget the name, but one of my friends from high school told me about it, that they were looking for live music and they could talk to the manager. And I'm hoping I can get there because that'd be great if I could go there on the weekends in Morgantown and play sure. and hopefully make some money. That would be that that would be great, right? Oh, yeah. Go to school and make money at doing the thing that you yeah. really want to do. So I have a question. I am not I'm a behind the scenes person. I am not one who likes to be in the spotlight. And being on the stage and writing your own songs and singing them and playing your guitar sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> so how do you do is that the case? Do you have stage fright? Do you have like how do you or is it just totally fine i used to really bad like uh-huh. I, whenever i did the uh uh it was the pen alps program with jody sure we had to do the recitals at the end of the semester yeah and i was terrified of those like i hated doing them before okay, okay. but like because i'd hear all the people and then i'd be like well that's not the same thing that i'm doing so maybe i'm doing something wrong oh okay so you- Oh, okay. So you had anxiety about the fact that you were different. Yeah, that I was doing, like, because everybody else was doing, like, classical. Like, there was one year, there was three people playing the piano and then somebody doing the violin in front of me. Oh, okay. And they each did, like, classical, like, Mozart. Like, and then I came traditional in, pieces. Yeah, then yeah. I came in playing uh, Rodney Atkins. <laughs> That's fine. You know, the parents are probably like, this is great. You know, we hear, you know, Mozart's concerto number five all the time. Yeah, and an E minor or something. Right, exactly. And it's, this is something that's contemporary and nice. Doesn't mean, so I guess I could taught you that it wasn't wrong to be different. Yeah. 
Because the reaction, I imagine, was great, right? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. outstanding. See, so I, think, I guess everybody was just tired of hearing Mozart and yeah. heard an actual song. And you also have to think the parents and the people going to the concerts and the recitals mm. have heard those pieces being practiced in yeah. the house consistently. So they're over it by the time the <laughs> recital's there. They're like, this is the last time I have to listen to this. This is great. And I, if they've heard it in every form of it being uh, learned, right? So in yeah. the very beginning where it's terrible, in the middle where it's kind of okay, and the, towards the end where they finally get it. And then they hear you for the very first time, and it's all complete. Yeah. So it's got to be exciting for them. Yeah, I, all I get is, all I get is good, like good things. Whenever I did all that, and people would come up. People that I didn't know would just come up to be like, "Oh, that was so nice. It was so good." And it was a good. Like I like the feeling after. Okay. Like when you're done, like I get like ramped up like right before I start, mm-hmm. and then you use it all out on the stage. And then when you're done, you're just kind of coming down. You're just kind of like, "Okay, how'd I do?" Do you remember anything? Like, do you get up there and you're just like, you just go through your whole set list and then you get off the stage and you're like, what happened? Not really. No, you I kind of just focus on one thing uh-huh. in the back. Or if I like see something interesting, I'll look at that for a second. Okay. I'm honestly like not thinking when I'm doing it. Like I'm not thinking about, okay, I have this next chord. That's like, good. I remember one time I was playing over a dig deep uh-huh. and I was thinking about what am I going to eat after this while I was in the middle so- of a song. I often wonder that because you see somebody playing and um, sometimes you can tell their thoughts are on something else. Like maybe it's their shopping list or what they're going to eat or, you know, other things they have to get done. Um, But I often thought I was like, maybe maybe it's just me. I'm thinking that that happens, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, sometimes like I do distract myself Uh thinking about other things while I'm playing and I'll just kind of stare off. And And then then afterwards, it's like, what were you looking at? It's like. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Like, I was thinking about something else. <laughs> I think that's a good sign because it just shows that you have muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Like you've played those songs so many times that it, it just yeah. happens now. I'm either thinking about random things or I'm thinking about like what the song's about or mm-hmm. like an experience that happened to me yeah. that drives the song. That's good. I mean, that's good. People went, obviously that's how people connect to the songs. Mm-hmm. I would imagine is the, well, actually I do know because it would be the, uh, the emotion behind it that makes somebody else either feel they felt the same way that the song is evoking or that they're you know they can connect on some level with them yeah and that's that's what i'm trying to do is just connect with people and not only share my experience yeah. and like but also bring out an experience for them that maybe they forgot about yeah or that they're thinking about now that's awesome so um do you have plans to record an album i do yeah but i think that is in the future far away far away like okay. i'd i'd give it a couple of years yeah because okay. i was whenever i first started doing it and like recording i'm like oh wait, i can't wait to get this out i can't wait to do it but i'm like there's so much more things i need to do i need to find a band find people i enjoy playing with mm-hmm. and then get that all together and then figure out what i want the songs to sound like more than just the guitar and me yeah so i think that's far away from where i am now what do you think that going to school is going to help you kind of figure all that out and like kind of different sounds and kind of you know i i'm assuming i don't know what the music program at wvu is like well i don't either so yeah well, i guess you'll have to come back and tell me yeah <laughs> um but i think it's it'll be interesting for you to see the different ways of putting a band together or all that mm. you know just different sounds that are available to you that you might not even know that are out there yeah because what i'm doing i'm doing like a triple major kind of thing nice it's like multidisciplinary. good so i'm doing music industry Good. Instead of just straight up music, because that's what I did at Concord. Okay. It was just straight music, and I honestly didn't really enjoy that, because it was like, you take like a piece of like Mozart or something, mm-hmm. and you'd analyze it, and you'd be like, okay, this is like 
you'd find out the key. So if you like say it's the key is C, you'd be like, okay, this is a one chord in the C. And it was just like, it felt like math. Well, it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is math, but it felt like I was in sitting in math class and I wasn't really enjoying it. Was it fun. It. Yeah. Because yeah, it was just like. It was, the, you like the practicality of making music. Yeah. Not necessarily the theory of making mm-hmm. music. I mean, the theory was pretty interesting. Yeah. But once I started getting like into the, not really higher advanced, but like above average, mm-hmm. it just started getting confusing. It was like, and, okay, you'd have chords in the same key, but they're also in different keys. And it's like, well, how is that possible? And it's just. <laughs> you try to wrap your head around all, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, I think it's, it, the theory is good, um, but the industry thing is definitely going to be helpful, especially, I feel, hopefully it prepares you to make good decisions. Um, of course, you hear all these crazy stories about the music industry. But, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you would want to make sure that you kind of knew the base basic stuff about like sound engineering and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so you can kind of figure out what your sound is and what how you want it to be and you can really dial that in yeah i just want to surround myself with people who help me and yeah. want to make me better and i want to make them better too i think that's an excellent way to be i think you're i think you're going to be super successful well thank you yeah i mean you get the right attitude and you just want to make music that people connect with yeah that's all what, it's really about. I mean, what's better than that? I think there's nothing better than that. <laughs> so if people want to find your music and hear what you sound like, they can find you on Facebook, right? Yeah, my Facebook page or my Instagram. Okay. I sometimes post on Snapchat, but not usually. Okay. But you did some some live stuff on during the pandemic. How was the pandemic for you? Was it good writing or no? Or It was... It was a little in between. Yeah. Like there'd be days where I'd sit and write like three songs. Okay. And then I'd get distracted with something else and then I wouldn't write for a while. And sometimes I wouldn't pick up my guitar and I wouldn't do it for like weeks mm-hmm. just because I, not that really I was getting bored with it. It was just like, I couldn't think of things. Well, let's face it. It was overwhelming. Yeah. Wasn't it? The whole experience. I mean, I, I speak for myself. It was overwhelming. You know, everything was kind of happening very quickly mm-hmm. and we were unsure of what was going to happen. There was no like f- a f- definitive timeline. So that's understandable that you were, it would come in waves, right? Yeah. Cause when COVID hit, I was in the middle of my senior year. And so I had to graduate through COVID and then go into college. In the not middle really, of the pandemic. Yeah, not really knowing. Cause there was a time where I didn't know if I was actually going like the school considered like, okay, we're just gonna do everything online. Everyone wow. stays home. So I didn't know if I was actually going to go to college and I was worried about scholarships. I was worried about grades and I didn't have certain SAT scores that I was trying to get. Yeah. So well, that how was could all... you if you were like in the middle of a global pandemic? Oh, yeah. That was music was kind of on the back burner until I got into college. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. So how I mean, like that that's crazy. You're seeing so you had in your mind what your senior year was going to be like and then it totally yeah, went on its head. How it all went down. We were sitting. I was sitting in my computer class. Mm hmm. And our teachers said something about the governor saying something about COVID and what they're going to do. So everyone in the class was watching it. And he said, we're going to have a mandatory two-week shutdown. And if everything's fine, then we'll come back. At my mind, I'm like, oh, sweet. We got two weeks off of school. I think everybody thought that. Yeah. And then a year later. (laughs) Exactly. Cut to a year later. Yeah. um, Things are not the same. Um, But you graduated from high school. How was your graduation? I mean, was it? obviously it was weird it was it was a lot for me yeah because my main goal was just to walk down the aisle get my diploma and get out of there yeah but i had to do like three different versions of my graduation really so we had 
like a, a video one where they videoed us walking down the aisle getting our diploma, which we actually didn't get. We just it was just like one that was used for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had that video, and then they posted it on Facebook. So I watched it, and then we did where you pull up to the school in your cap and gown and actually get your diploma. Okay. So at, at the third the third one, I was done. Like I was just like, I just want my diploma. I'm so tired You're of just this. Like I've done this so many times. Yeah. Um, I can imagine after that kind of year, you were just like over it. Yeah. Yeah. But you ended up going to college. So they said you could come and, mm-hmm. and so you were there. And then what made you decide to transfer to WVU? Is it just the, the difference, the wider variety of the industry learning and all that? Or well, a lot of things played into that. One was the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It was a very sports heavy school. Okay. So there was around... I'm not sure the exact population, but I know like 80 to 90% were athletes. Okay. And then that 10% was just people who hung out. Right. And so the school and the kind of like atmosphere was like, oh, you don't play a sport? Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, so it was like, I really don't want to deal with that for four years. No, I, I don't play All any. my friends are baseball players. So I'd hang out with them. Sure. And they'd be like, oh, what position do you play? I'd like, well, I don't play a position. Guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was just kind of... Just kind of getting like the same thing like over and over. It was just mm-hmm. like you go to a party, you meet somebody, and it's like, oh, you don't play a sport? Like, so that became like the thing you yeah. were known for rather mm-hmm. than the thing you wanted to be known yeah. for. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I can see that would be frustrating. And so fresh start at WVU. Yeah, fresh start. And I'm going to have a, I'm going to be closer to home, have a couple friends with me. Nice. And I hope it's a good time. I, it's going to be great. Morgantown's a good city. It's, a, it's fun. You got to stay out of trouble, though. I'll try. Okay. I'll finally get to go to my first WVU game, though. That's true. Well, that's very good. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I think, and things are starting to get a little bit better. So hopefully Mm -hmm. the college experience will be really good for you. Yeah. And you are closer to home, which I know your mother is very excited about. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She couldn't be happier about that. That's good. And the fact that there's all these great little venues in town that Mm -hmm. you can come home and play, potentially. Yeah. Get some experience. And also potentially bring other people from Morgantown to our area to play that that would be great too yeah, I never thought of it that way yeah I, I mean it's just been me for the past year and a half and but you're gonna find people that are not athletes yeah that are totally into the same things that you're into yeah so that same experience that you felt at Penn Alps where you felt like man I'm the odd man out here mm-hmm. there's gonna be a bunch of those people that felt exactly the same way that you did and fell in love with music for pretty much the same reasons and are talented in all these really cool ways you're gonna have a really good base of people to to meet and then maybe you'll find your band there i hope so i've been i've been waiting to get a band That'd that's like that's like number one priority right now like i want to get a band you i want to get a band get a, i want to get a group of guys together and need to make a flyer that wouldn't be a bad idea yeah. throw something out yeah on Facebook put a flyer or yeah put a flyer out looking for and then your number on a strip people yeah. can take it and they'll call you maybe tryouts yeah you should have tryouts why not i mean have fun with it wouldn't be a bad idea I mean, people are uh, looking for things to do, so might be good. So uh, people should check out your Facebook page and yeah. your Instagram page, and we'll link those okay. on um, our website. And I want you to come back. I'll come back. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Because I think this is a really good uh, start. As we just start with Tyler and his very first podcast, and then you'll go to college, and we'll see how it goes. And you should come back maybe during winter break. We'll see how things are progressing. Yeah. And then uh, then. In years to come, when you're rich and famous and on tour selling out arenas, you can uh, you can listen to these podcasts and uh, think Look about back. how 
Yeah, look back and think how great it was. Yeah, well, I hope I make it far. You will. You you have uh, the grit and the determination. And I think you have the right attitude, which is half the battle, I think. Well, thank you. All right. Well, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. No problem. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, please check out our website. That's recordtechlisten.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Record Talk Listen Podcast. And we are on Twitter at RTL Pod. So feel free to send us a tweet. If you yourself or you know somebody who would like to be on the podcast, we are now um, open for business. If you're fully vaccinated and uh, ready to jump on the mics, send us an email. And that's recordtechlisten at gmail.com. And we'll get you on the books. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.